Welcome back, everybody, to the Fantasy Hockey X Podcast. I'm Devin Davidson, your host. With me, as always, my co-host, Bruce Gunther, John Enns, and Tyler Holman. Happy Thanksgiving, boys. What's going on? Happy Thanksgiving. Football. <laughs> we interrupt this podcast for the football game. Yeah. Hey, I'm 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 proud of the three of you. You actually spoke before five or ten seconds. Was I think it was good. I, oh crap! Forgot. Quick. I edit. think me and John stared at each other for a good ten seconds, but he went. So thank God for that. Yeah, yeah. Bruce, don't yeah. in there. That was good. Okay. All right. Well, hey. So this week uh, we got hockey tomorrow, which I think we're all pretty jacked about. Um, preseason is done, which generally nobody cares too too much about, but. We're going to go over some some hockey news from the past week, talk about preseason, and then we're going to get into uh, fantasy hockey preview for week one, waiver wire pickups, and uh, and some updates. So with that, I guess we'll get into it here. Uh, hockey news. Conor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, and Alex Petrangelo were all named to Team Canada earlier uh, this week. It was October 4th. I don't think any real surprises there outside of maybe. Shocking. Yeah, no, nothing nothing really there to get too excited about. But um, I'm just excited we're going back to the Olympics. Like NHL players are going back to the Olympics. Oh, well, it's not official till January. What's the back out date? January 6th or something like that? Yeah. They've got the opportunity to back out till, so. Just seeing yeah. McDavid and Crosby I, and McKinnon all on the same line, maybe even. Not even the same team. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. Scary. They asked Connor, who's playing center on that line? He goes, not me, I'm playing wing. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine Connor, though, flying up the wing? Like, yeah. Oh, that'll be nuts. Like, it, it'll just be pass, Just pass the yeah. puck, let him roll. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I, it's it's going to happen. There's like, oh, there's no happening. way it doesn't happen. It's happening. Um, Tyler Johnson, let's talk about him. He was given first line. Uh, first line center and power play one duties with Kane and Debrinket. Uh John, we're, we're going to dig into this a bit more because I know you've got a wave wire pick you want to talk about, but I, we kind of have to talk about this. Johnson played 2046, uh, total time on ice, 449 in the power play, one goal, two shots on goal, one block, and he was 54% in the dot. So I, I don't think, did anyone here expect that to be the case going into preseason? No. I figured Tyler would slot in probably on third line center not first line yeah. center that's that's I figured, where i expected him kind of figured that taves and doc would be ahead of him not not vice versa but i, I think that happens some point in the regular season i think that's just what's gonna ultimately end up happening is doc will slide up there and johnson will move down yeah. and they're gonna be pretty deep at center when that happens for sure yeah it's a good problem to have right it's just it, as fantasy managers i don't think any of us expected it uh, a lot of people like you kind of looked at Doc and thought, like you said, it was going to be him at uh, at one C or two C at worst. And here we are, with Tyler Johnson, and, and he's cemented there basically to start the year. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, Jonathan Taze, he recorded three assists and was plus two. He skated seventeen twenty one time on ice, two shots on goal, one block, and he was sixty nine percent in the dot. I'm that that's a number I'm sure the Hawks are happy to see. Glad to have him sure. back in the in the face off circle. <laughs> Um, and, and just on the ice for that matter. Uh, so yeah, should be, should be a lot of fun to watch those guys this year. And then of course, Flurry looked really good again. Um, I, was it Lucas Raymond that he absolutely robbed? Did you guys see that? Yeah. Yeah. Tyler yeah. nodding. Yeah. I, th- I think it was Lucas Raymond, but, or it could have been Robbie Fabry. I can't remember, but anyway, either way, 
Unreal safe. Yeah, it was Robbie Fabry. That was yeah. That was classic, classic flurry. Yeah, midseason form. Uh, sticking with the Red Wings, Moritz Sider played twenty two ten in that game, two fifty nine in the power play. He had one goal and one assist. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Lucas Raymond played eighteen forty six, three fifty eight in the power play, one goal, one assist, and five shots on goal. Um, also that day, Carter Hart had a nine sixty save percentage and a two one win over the Bruins. Excuse me, Jeremy Swayman had a 944 save percentage in a losing effort. Impressive performances from both young goaltenders. Carter Hart, we've we've been talking about him for a while now, expecting a bounce back season from him. And Jeremy Swayman, we've just kind of expected big things from him after the 10 games he showed last year. Any other thoughts there on the, the Bruins and the Flyers in that game, guys? Or, or either goaltender in general. Like, did you watch any of the highlights of those guys throughout preseason? Nope. Oh, that's a big nope. nope. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna get a cricket button and insert crickets. Um. <laughs> uh, sorry, just talking about Swayman there. Um, it just makes me a little concerned for my for my draft because I uh, I took all marks, so I'm kind of hoping that Swayman would suck, but well, <laughs> doesn't look doesn't look to be the case. So, uh, and might be looking at some uh, some definite timeshares. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's talk about our, our draft here for a bit because we uh, obviously we had our first ever FHHL draft this weekend, um, and then a few of us are in the uh, the ESPN league as well, Tyler, the the Timu Salami League. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, John, I think you're right. I I took I picked up Swayman uh, in one of our leagues. I can't remember which one it was. He's just been too good to ignore, I think, through preseason and the ten games he showed last year. Even if Allmark is like, you know, Ian Gooding was talking about, you follow the money, right? You always follow the money. But I, I don't know, like Swayman, Swayman, I think he might get 50% of the starts um, kind of conservatively, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Oh, he's, he's looked really good. Uh, any other observations throughout our, our draft you guys want to talk about? I, I feel like it went much better this year, Bruce. You, you didn't snipe me at every single turn <laughs> i was so mad last season and, and actually this year i felt like it went a little bit better but um hey, bruce you're feeling pretty good about your team i think hey yeah I, actually both teams i feel i feel good about this year so and i had plan a plan b and plan c all lined up just in case so so it was okay it all worked yeah. out tyler what about you how'd you, how'd you feel about your your team i didn't i didn't get any angry messages my team sucks or anything like that this year so you must be feeling a little bit better. Uh, a little bit. I think, like, on paper, it probably looks pretty good. But uh, after the first couple of weeks, I'll probably be pretty upset with it. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of banking on Line A, Tarasenko, Caulfield all, all doing something. Uh, yeah. Pedersen and Hughes as well. And Eric Carlson to just, like, not suck. So, um, <laughs> you know, I'm not... I'm not super stoked on it, but I think uh, I think it'll be okay. Good, and John, what about you? Uh, I'm just actually going over my team here again, and uh, I was actually incorrect. I dodged a bullet on that one. I don't have Allmark, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I do see Spencer Knight sitting down there, so I'm really hoping that he can uh, make Bobrovsky look terrible. And I guess they don't follow the money on that one so I hope um other than that I'm banking on some young guys and some injured guys so my IR spots are already full me too 
<laughs> and I know I'm getting flack for the Malkin pickup, but hey, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I I swore up and down I wasn't going to touch Jack Eichel, and I took him in both drafts. Yeah, you did. <laughs> like, yeah, you did. I did. Yeah, like late, yeah. late. I don't know if he was my last pick, but he was he was right there. So, um, and then one of the one of the analysts, you know, the insiders here over the weekend was saying there there might be some traction on a Jack Eichel trade. So. If that does occur, he might actually make the season sometime in February or March, but we'll see. Um, I did get Jack Hughes, which I was excited about, and Trevor Zegers was actually on our waiver wire uh, after the the team with Salami trade, and he had a really good preseason, so I was happy to pick him up. Um, beyond that, oh, I, I got the, the Barkoff-Huberto stack, which I was pretty psyched about. Yeah. I was surprised he got it was able to do that. Yeah. That worked out just fine. And I got Brady Kachuk in both drafts. So hopefully he plays. I, I took <laughs> I, I took Mark's room in both drafts. I, I saw that. I, I thought, you know what? I, we had Calgary. so many Oilers fans, Tyler. Them. Yeah. How did I you do it? Them. You would have been the last person I would have tried to do You know what? He's that. probably going to be like my top goalie too. And I hate that that's probably going to be a thing. Because they, they play like I, in the past – under that coach, they play such a defensive style and they don't have enough goal scorers yeah. to outscore anybody. So they're going to have to play that way. Might not end up being wins, yeah. but it should be lots of saves and a few goals. Oh, so, yeah. And he had a, he had terrible numbers last year, so he should bounce back, but I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> Actually, you know what? That just, since we had, Mark on our left, our last episode, right? Talking about left wing lock and statistics. I'm just gonna. I'm curious now. You got to be thinking about uh, what his PK save percentage was last season, because that was Mike's big takeaway. Is that's that's the spot you'll see some positive regression yeah. if uh, if his numbers are down. So, uh, and sure enough, it was at 850 last year. So you'll you'll see that bump a little bit, and his even strength save percentage has been 915, 924, and 920 over the last three seasons. So. Yeah, I would say looking at the numbers and just speculatively, Jacob Markstrom is going to be pretty good this yeah. year, and that pains me oh. as an Oilers fan. But me too, me too. Just, just yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. I tried so. to hold off taking goalies till till late, not not the full zero G, but late and pick up pick up but pick fate, up the scraps, yeah, but, and uh, I yep. definitely did so. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i i did the same thing um in both drafts i faded goaltenders in in our timu salami league i ended up with uh Ilya samsonov Ilya sorokin calvin peterson and vtech matichek i i think that's serviceable goaltending in one league um and then in the other I one i think i got bobrovsky in both yeah i did notice you got him in one for sure and i, I chuckled just because <laughs> Yeah, you, I don't think you're actually big on the guy. No, <laughs> but like, I mean, the team's uh, going to be good. He has to like not yeah. suck as much as he did last year, right? 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 Yep. Well, I could check the numbers for him. <laughs> uh, I hope so. Anyways, uh, follow the money. I'm following follow the, the money, money, as as our friend yep. Ian Gooding says. Yep, well, follow, the, follow money. the money. And then in our other league, I ended up with I got Igor Shesterkin in the eighth eighth round, which was a surprise. Um. Thatcher Demko, Calvin Peterson, and Jeremy Swayman. So, John, that's where I took Swayman. And then I've got Carey Price on IR for whenever he comes back. Right, right, so yep, yep. I'll end up dropping somebody there. But so Yeah, the 
the one thing I couldn't believe I did is uh, I usually fade on defensemen like crazy, and in our FHA, ah, the FHHL league, I my first two picks were defense. Or sorry, other than Patty Kane, my I took defensemen in two of my top three. So, well, I think one was just to piss off <laughs> Bruce, right? <laughs> I planned for someone for him to be gone long before I was chance, so that was <laughs> I was fully expecting that to happen. You knew it was a partial plan. It was a partial plan. Yeah, it wasn't the full motivation, but you knew. Well, and actually, yep. Bruce in our Yahoo league—that's that's partially why I took uh, uh, Makar in the eleventh overall, I think, right? Because they the guys the, the forwards oh, I liked were all gone by eleven, so I just took Makar at eleven, and then I think I took Barkoff at fourteenth or something. That's exactly what happened uh, to me. That's why I did. That's why I did that too. Is I didn't like the forward group that was left for uh for the pick so i decided uh, i'd go a different route this year so Fair see enough. how it turns out i think i picked hellebuck second overall in the yahoo one. Oh, did you really i think so wow my original plan i was going to do what i did in the one mock draft yep but someone took vasileski early i was going to go vasileski hellebuck and then and then go after that but hellebuck went early or, uh, sorry vasileski went early so wow well like like you and I had said, Bruce, in that league, like it's a categories league, head to head categories, and I think there's four or five goaltender categories, right? So yeah, if you're going to try and swing that strategy, that's probably the one league you'd want to try and do that in. Yeah, because in the mock draft I did it, I took uh, Vasilevsky first, Hellebuck second, and then when we finished the whole mock draft, when it came down to the end, I had, in terms of rankings after the draft i came in second overall after that taking those two guys there you go first and second so all right uh let's keep clipping along here guys um we've got lots of hockey news to cover and then we'll get in some waiver stuff here but um sean couturier this is this is still from october 4th but he played 19 minutes um had a goal and an assist and he was 63 percent the dot He's a guy we've talked about lots. He's he's been undervalued, I would say, by pretty much every fantasy GM out there based on ADP and where we've seen him go in drafts. Um, I did get him in at least one league. And uh yeah, I think he's gonna have a good year again. So uh Casey Middlestad actually scored two goals on two shots, played 17 and a half minutes against the Blue Jackets. He pretty much looks like he's picking up where he left off. I don't know if you guys followed much what he was doing last year closely, but uh, there, there's not a lot to like in Buffalo. I'd say he's probably one of the things to like. Him and Olafson are about the only two things. Maybe Darlene, depending on how he, if he can bounce back. But yeah, I think middle stats available everywhere still. So yeah, I don't, if, I don't know if one of you guys wants to take a look. I have no idea what his ownership is at right now, but you're you're probably right, Bruce. He's probably widely was, available. Uh, when I did my uh, did my waiver wire picks yesterday, uh, he he was single digit ownership. Low single-digit ownership. Yeah, so we're we're jumping the gun a little bit, but that's maybe a waiver wire pick some guys want to look at, right? If you're if you need a little bit of forward depth, yeah, you could probably do worse than Casey Middlestat. Um, Kaprizov looked good in a three-one win over the Avalanche. He had a goal and two assists, one shot, one hit, two blocks, nineteen twenty time on ice. Um, should note though the Avs they they ice mostly an AHL lineup. <clears throat> And then, of course, Kemper looks good. Um, or, sorry, didn't look good. He looked average. He had a 906 save percentage in the loss. So, again, I don't know. Um, 
I've been saying all, all preseason and all summer, basically, I don't like his ADP based on the return for Kemper. But he, he was sitting pretty high there. And I think somebody took him like top 20 in one of our drafts. Yeah. That's pretty high. Yeah. It's, it's pretty high. Like, I, I just, there's injury concerns and there's other goaltenders who are going to put up comparable numbers. And I just, it's too much for me to spend. Yeah. But. By the end of November, Colorado will be on their third string goalie. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, all right, October 5th, Ottawa Senators head coach DJ Smith was saying he's got to prepare for the season as though Brady Kachuk will not be available. Um, the Senators looking for a seven or eight year term. Kachuk may be seeking a short term bridge deal, something in a, a two or three year term. Um, which I've been hearing that if that's the case, they're probably just going to look to trade him because at the end of that bridge deal, he's going to want big, big money. Like, can you realistically pay that guy more than eight and a half million dollars no. a season? Not based like, on his current stats, no. Like Leon Dreisaitl makes eight and a half. So how are you going to pay Brady Kachuk more than that? It just doesn't make any sense. He does a lot, but I mean, right now is he's capped at like 60 points basically. So, I mean, yeah. maybe he's like an 80, 80 point player at some point with a bunch of penalty minutes, but eight and a half is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. He, he could shoot the puck 500 times a year. And I, I still, you know, I, I'm not giving him eight and a half million dollars. Like I just, I don't. No. Yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm actually confused as to why he's digging in so much on this whole uh, thing. Probably because <clears throat> seems odd. Probably mean? because Ottawa sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, that's, I don't, that's fair. Like, if they were going to give me $64 million, I might think about it, but I also wouldn't want to be there for eight years. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that's a fair point. But um, I guess we'll see. Made, Sorry, Bruce, go ahead. I was going to say, his brother's making seven, so he should take eight because he's making more than his brother, but his, uh, his brother is an RFA next season, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, time will tell. I, I don't I don't anticipate it being a situation where he's out till December. I don't think it's going to be a William Nylander type of situation. I hope not. I I just don't see that happening, but I could be wrong. Yeah, it's different ownership there too. And don't they have to get to the cap floor? Isn't that the other thing to consider here? I and mean, maybe that's why he's digging in is because they're they just scraped number. over. Oh, okay, they made a signing or something today. They just scraped over the the floor. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. And there's a million things that happened today, so I'm sure I missed some of it. We'll get to it a little bit here. But uh, so if I, if I miss something, guys, let me know. Um, Vince Dunn had a couple goals in a, in a game um, on October 5th. I don't know who they played. The Vancouver Canucks, 17 15, 531 in the power play, three shots on goal and four blocks. Uh, did any of you take Vince Dunn in drafts over the yes, weekend? Nope. Yeah. You did, Bruce? I got him in, in one. Okay. Yeah, he he was on my list to maybe try and grab late as like a, a fourth, fifth, or sixth defenseman. Yeah, that's exactly where I kind of had three or four defensemen that I had set for picking really late. And yeah. for the most part, I got most of them. So, well, him and probably Tony D'Angelo was on your list. Him, D'Angelo, um, Drysdale, and Rasmus Anderson yeah. out of Calgary. Okay, which we'll talk about in a little bit as one of your yeah. waiver pickups. Okay. Um, Pavel Francouz was helped off the ice in Tuesday's game against Vegas. Jared Bednar later said that it was a lower body injury unrelated to his hip surgeries. 
I, I, yeah, as you, as you alluded to, Bruce, they're going to be on their third or fourth string goaltender by uh, by November. So, yeah, not a good situation. <laughs> Uh, Miko Ratnan and Nazem Kadri both scored twice for the Avs in a 7-4 loss. Quinton Byfield left the Kings game against Arizona with an apparent injury to his left leg. It was later reported that he has a left ankle fracture and he's out indefinitely. Uh, not good news for Kings fans or their center depth. Um, Owen Tippett scored two goals on four shots in Florida's 3-2 preseason win over Tampa Bay. Uh, Mike Amato, who we had on the show here recently, spoke on... Or, um, about the potential for Tippett to emerge this year as a top six option in Florida. Have you guys followed that at all closely? He's he's one of my waiver wire pickups that we'll talk about later, but um, he's looked really good through preseason. He, line mates are good, lots of light there. So someone to keep an eye on. And actually, I, I think we were, we were tweeting about him earlier today as well, if you guys want to see some of the numbers there. Um, October 6th, Dominic Ducharme told reporters that Carey Price is going to be unavailable to start the season after off-season knee surgery, which then... The next day, um, obviously, we, as most people know now, Carey Price entered into the NHL's player assistance program. Mark Bergeron told reporters that, or Bergevin told reporters that the program is a minimum of 30 days. Could be longer. The team expects him back this season, but not sure when. Um, any thoughts there, guys, on Carey Price? I mean, it's, um, I guess, first of all, good for him. He's, he's dealing with some challenges and he decided to, to deal with them. So that's always good to hear. You know, I never would have guessed. And, and you don't know, right? As, as an outsider, you just you have no clue. But uh, kind of just unfortunate to see, right? I mean, hopefully all is well and he gets back on the ice sooner than later. Um, I, I guess there was then an update on Pavel Fransuz. He's out three to four weeks with lower body injury. Uh, I guess that really just helped out Kemper's value. Hey, guys, like not that it needed any help, but uh, he's going to play a lot of games here, at least until Fransuz is back. Until his groin gives out again. <laughs> Bruce, you could not for yourself. <laughs> Always with the Always negativity with the over groin. there. Uh, <laughs> what? Past three seasons, it's the same thing with him. He plays like uh, 10 games and then he's, he's got a fragile like groin. Season. What can you say? He's got a fragile groin? It's it's an unfortunate it situation. Really is. Yeah. It really is. Oh. Uh, uh, Blake Coleman was suspended for one preseason game and one regular season game for boarding during a, a game against the Jets. Not Sounds like there. he's fitting into Calgary quite well. You That's think a he is, really? Sutter type play. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> he'll he'll fit in Sutter's system just fine. Yeah. Um, Florida Panthers captain Alexander Barkov signed a maximum eight-year contract extension with an AAV of ten million dollars. Um. Any thoughts there? That number seems about right for a guy like Alexander Barkov. Probably yeah, in the next couple months. years, that's going to seem cheap. Yeah. Yeah. As the cap goes up, um, that's a yeah. pretty good number for him. Of course, Ovechkin left Friday's game against the Philadelphia Flyers with a lower body injury. No update to report at this time. Actually, that's not true. So I guess the, the latest I heard was um, he's day-to-day. So no, no long-term implications there. Uh, they didn't really state anything other than lower body looking at the play it looked kind of harmless hey did you guys see the replay mm-hmm. not really yeah it, it didn't look like a whole lot no i don't know if he just kind of tweaked his his ankle or his knee or what he did there but it just didn't seem like much and then he struggled it off might have been his groin too who knows 
<laughs> you know, there, there's a chance that still qualifies as lower body. So, <laughs> okay, we're going to move on from that. Um, October 9th, Sidney Crosby is back at Penguins practice following wrist surgery. Good to see there. Um, I, I have an update for today. He's just, uh, Gensel, Crosby, and Zach Aston Reese were all ruled out for Tuesday's contest against Tampa Bay. Um, my suggestion earlier was if you if you play DFS, go load up on a bunch of Tampa players because that <laughs> yeah. Penguins lineup is going to be rough on Tuesday. Yep, like like real rough. As to quote Tyler, that's that bad. Bad. That's that's, that's bad. bad. <laughs> Hopefully Pittsburgh uh, has regular season Tristan Jari as opposed to playoffs Tristan Jari. Yeah, or Tampa might sign him as a forward. Oh boy. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, Matthew Boldy, Minnesota Wild prospect, is going to miss four to six weeks with a fractured left ankle. Uh, another contract extension, Mika Zibanejad, and the Rangers agreed to an eight-year deal with an AAV of about $8.5 million. I, I think that's probably a, a reasonable number for both sides as well. What do you guys think? As long as he's consistent, yeah, but I I don't know. I've never been a big fan of his, so... I know Deppin is. I don't know. I've I've taken Zabanajad lots of years previously, and as I've said it a couple times on the show, but it was usually though when I could get him in the last three, four, or five rounds of the draft, not not in the first or second round, and and he always like it was just always a great value pickup because you could get him so late. But is there I, any yeah, trade I, protection I, in that? <laughs> no, no trade no. protection. <laughs> so he's the centerpiece of the deal for Eichel then. I don't. Well, yeah, not now. I don't. No. I don't think he would have ever actually been though. Like the, the I think New York's kind of the only option for him, really, uh, for teams that are going to be able yep. to trade for him. And Zabinajed's a really good second line center at eight point five. So, yeah, I mean, like cap wise, it works, right? You're sending back a big ticket for a big ticket, and yeah, I think. Jack Eichel would like to go to New York. That's probably one of the teams on his list. I've heard LA. That's the other one that that's cropped up lots. Um, yeah. But again, I, I don't know if they can make that work. Right? They they just signed Dino to that big deal too. So and, and with Byfield there too, like they're not going to trade Byfield. I think New York's the team because they have they have Kako, they have Krapsov, they have um, yeah Robertson, Lafreniere. Um, Lafreniere. Yeah. They've got they've got lots of guys that they can move. Strom on the last year of his deal that they're probably not going to resign, and yeah. Buffalo's not going to get what they think they were, or what they were hoping to get for Eichel before all this happened. So, I don't think it's going to be that big yeah. of a deal. I think it's going to be lots of picks and prospects, and a little bit of money. Well, I think that, and that's what Buffalo needs, though, right? Because they're they're moving out their franchise center for futures, and they that's what they yeah. need. They they don't need another sort of middling center. Yeah. Um, another, uh, there's two other teams that I saw come up in a lot of insider talk was, was Anaheim and Calgary. Sounds like those are two teams that are still interested in Jack Eichel and, and Calgary. We see those guys involved in basically everything. Anytime there's a rumor, Calgary seems to have their nose in it. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Calgary what, needs <laughs> I just don't see, I don't see Calgary <laughs> being able to do it because you've got Monaghan and Gaudreau as players you could trade, but they don't really have any grade A young prospects that Buffalo would be interested in. So, and yeah, I just don't, 
I don't see it. I think New York's the place. That's fair. Okay. Uh, John, Bruce, any other takes on that? No. Maybe. No, I, I think New York's going to be the place as well on that one. So, yeah, I got I got nothing nothing else really to add. Well, there's always the rumor that Vegas has been in on, on Eichel, right? Yeah, so. Vegas could too. They do everything, so. Because they're they're not they're not afraid to uh, to sell low on a player to bring someone else in, so yeah, they'll they'll dispatch Pacioretty or somebody for like a sixth round pick. They they'd probably the... trade Petrangelo for him, like they 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 yep. don't yeah, care. I... And and then no, let Petrangelo know through social yeah. media that he yeah. was traded. Yeah, get the Zamboni driver to give his him a a- call. His agent saw it on social media and texted yeah. him. Oh man, if anyone from Vegas. Like from the organization is ever listening to this? You guys yeah. suck. Just, I just want to get. I'm just throwing it out there. Like just, just do better. Yeah. You guys are the worst. They're anyway, all business there. Brutal. Um, moving on. Vincent Trocheck currently on IR. He's expected to be ready for the Kane season opener, though. So not too much to worry about there. Um, and then of course today, October 11th, as we're recording this, there was a lot of things that cropped up today. Uh, Eric Gustafson signing a one-year contract with the Chicago Blackhawks. The D-men put up 17 goals and 60 points in 79 games with the Hawks in 2018-2019. Anything to really get up, you know, excited about for this one, guys? <clears throat> I think he's really hoping to play with Patrick Kane again because I think that's where most of his points came from, play, playing with yeah. Kane. Yeah, I, I don't make much of this, to be honest. I think he, he'll be a, a depth defenseman and he might get some power play time. With Seth Jones there now, I just don't see why... You know, like he'll he'll get secondary power play time, I think, because basically what yeah. we're looking at and and third pairing minutes. That's my take. Um, Tampa Bay head coach John Cooper signed a three year contract extension. No surprise there, given how the teams performed. Austin Matthews, who found out today, is not going to play this week, according to Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe. Um, if I were a Leafs fan, that'd be real unfortunate. Or my fantasy team. <laughs> or do you, do you have Matthews, Bruce? In Yahoo, I took him. Yeah, so I gotta find a <laughs> replacement center for a week. So, well, it's it Can't sounds like a get short to the term, waiver right? wire section of the podcast. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we we got lots to talk about there, so we'll get to that shortly here. Um, Mark Giordano was named captain, first captain in Seattle Kraken history. I, I guess not really a surprise, but I wondered if they would have gone in another direction, just given his age and it's a he's on the end of his contract last last season of his contract. Um, I, I just wasn't convinced he was going to resign there. So that the decision to make him captain was a bit of a head scratcher for me. Yeah. I kind of figured he was going to be trade bait. So, yeah. but pretty yeah, hard think, to do that if you make him captain. Yeah. Unless they're taking the Vegas approach to this and trade him. <laughs> it's just name him <laughs> captain, captain to increase his value before they trade him. Yeah, exactly. Build him up Savage. and then punt him out the door. <laughs> it's like NHL. NHL 21. <laughs> NHL 21 rock. <laughs> Be a GM. Oh, God. Be a GM. Yeah, you're gone. Uh, okay, what else happened? Uh, Alex Barboulet was claimed off waivers by the Kraken. Um, good prospect from Tampa Bay. He showed some, some offensive capability in Tampa, uh, although I guess it wouldn't be hard to show in Tampa Bay. There's a lot of talent there to play with. So uh, we'll, we'll see what he does. He was picked Seattle. up today just to mention that. Seattle needs some warm bodies. Oh, look, the next and, line in the news. Yeah, exactly. So we'll talk about that here quickly. Uh, Jared McCann, Jamie Alexiak, 
Jonas Donskoy, Callie Yarncroke, and Marcus uh, Johansson are all on the COVID-19 protocol list one day before the season opener. So basically line two and line three are in COVID protocol. So. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully that doesn't turn into a situation like we saw last year where they're out for a couple of weeks as a team, but pretty rough way to start out your well, they inaugural weren't, season. Uh, they weren't sure of all the details because uh, Seattle is one of the teams that all the play the teams were 100% vaccinated. So they don't know if they actually had it or if they're just close contacts to somebody that did, but right, they're hoping it won't be for long. <laughs> Came down to say, so news today, guys, I just saw Evander Kane is now a non-roster player pending investigation results. He is currently under investigation for attempting to falsify his COVID-19 vaccination status and domestic abuse allegations from his wife. What a douchebag. So the, yes, the Evander, the Evander Kane <laughs> just saga time. just continues. Um, just run away. He just shows he's a terrible human being at this point and there's really nothing he won't do. So um, I, does he play again this year? Do you think? Like from a fantasy perspective, like, <laughs> but you know, like I, it just, I don't, I don't see it. The team doesn't want him there. Who's going to, who's ever going to trade for this guy based on his contract and the things that he's done. Mm-hmm. Send him back to Buffalo for Eichel. Uh, <laughs> 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 Oops. Won't go there. Oh, pretty rough anyway. So Arizona. They'll take just about anybody these the, days. That is true, Bruce. Yeah, Arizona would take just about anybody. I think, and they have the Cavs. I think they need to find a way to void his contract and send him to Russia or something, and just have him never play yeah. again. Some somebody will sign. Well, if, like it'll happen. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. well, if it, if, it, if if they do show that he did falsify his COVID card, he can pretty much kiss his contract goodbye because that's yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's grounds for terminating his contract, from what I understand. Yeah, I was reading in the Athletic, and they said they're gonna. If that is the case, if they can prove that he falsified his vaccine records, they're gonna, they're gonna come down hard on him. They're gonna, yeah. they're gonna make an example of him, basically. So, and and rightfully so at this point. Um. Okay, so that's it for the news here this this week, guys. Um, I'm excited to actually get back into regular season play and and have some uh, some hockey to talk about coming up this week. So that should be fun. <laughs> I just want to mention again, so the Fantasy Hockey Hacks podcast is a proud partner of NHLshop.ca. For all your officially licensed NHL merchandise, follow the links in our show notes or on our website. From jerseys and hats to socks, clocks, and more, NHLshop.ca is the best source for NHL apparel and merchandise. Visit the store today and see current promotions and offers, terms, and conditions apply. Full disclosure, Fantasy Hockey Hacks may receive a small commission for your purchase, which helps us to continue providing original content. Next up, guys, I'm calling this segment edge work because we are going to work to give you the edge in your fantasy leagues and so (laughs) how do you say that with a straight face i I tried really hard (laughs) i like it i like it and of course it's a play on edge work so there you go um yeah Tom, you like that you appreciate that thank you (laughs) okay so Here's our, our first take on edge work. Uh, NHL schedule week one. So we're going to start with number of games played. I've got this here in the show notes, guys. Uh, teams with three games this week. Chicago, Dallas, Montreal, New York, Ottawa, Pittsburgh, Seattle, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Vancouver. Two teams of note, Toronto and Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay faces Pittsburgh, who has no Crosby, no Malkin, no Gensel, and no chance to win. Uh, 
they are Tampa's also facing Detroit and Washington, who has no Backstrom and possibly no Ovechkin. So I, as I mentioned earlier, take a look at Tampa Bay for DFS purposes, or if you can grab some guys from Tampa off the wire, even if it's uh, someone who's on the third line, um, it probably returns some value this week for you. Then Toronto is going to face the Habs, who have no Carey Price, and they also play Ottawa twice, possibly without Brady Kachuk. So those are two teams, Toronto, Tampa Bay, I'd take a close look at if you're looking at waiver wire pickups. Um, the fact that they both play three games this week is also a bonus. Uh, there's probably some other some waiver wire ads you want to look at there, but those are two that I wanted to mention quickly. Teams with two games, Anaheim, Arizona, Buffalo, Carolina, Columbus, Colorado, Detroit, Edmonton, Florida, LA, Minnesota, Nashville, New York, uh, the Islanders, uh, Vegas Golden Knights, Winnipeg, and Washington. Two teams to note here, Vegas and Winnipeg. Vegas takes on the newly formed Seattle Kraken, which Bruce, you just mentioned, is missing After most of their lineup, <laughs> potentially. Um, and the retooled LA Kings, both are favorable matchups for Vegas. And then Winnipeg faces Anaheim and San Jose. And I don't think I need to elaborate much more on that. So if you can grab some players from Vegas or Winnipeg this week off your wire, I would recommend doing so. Um, and then there's just a small handful of teams here with one game this week, Boston, Calgary, New Jersey, Philadelphia, San Jose, and St. Louis. Any other thoughts on the NHL schedule, guys? Nope. Okay. Insert crickets and move it on. Um, Edge work, part two. NHL week one waiver wire targets. So this is where we're going to get into the stuff that people probably are interested in hearing about. Um, I guess just a... a Real like quickly, just what we're calling a, a target is uh, players with ownership of approximately fifty percent or less. Um, first up, Owen Tippett. We'd mentioned him earlier in the show. He's only rostered in four percent of Yahoo teams or Yahoo leagues. He's got two games this week: Pittsburgh and the Islanders, and he is currently locked in on line two with Bennett and Huberto. Uh, his preseason was fantastic. He had seven points, four goals in six games. In one game against Tampa, he had two goals in a, in a fighting major. He's currently undrafted in fantasy drafts for the most part, um, but he's got potential in the top six in Florida. He's put up shots and goal, PIMS, so he's, he's covering some categories as well. Uh, that top six in Florida is going to be about as good as anybody, hey guys? Top Absolutely. six, top nine is going to be really good. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I really like Owen Tippett for this year. Uh, I did pick him up in one or two of our leagues. One for sure I did. Um, I think the one I had Bennett in. So, I've, you know, he, I think he'll do well this year. He's, he's going to stick. I mean, there's no reason not to give him that top six time because the other alternative is to put Anthony Duclair there. And, you know, Tippett, I think, is more the future player that you want on your right wing in the top six. So that's one I've got there. Um John, let's uh, or actually Bruce. Let's go to you next. Give me a waiver wire pick for next week. So my first pick was um, Matt Zuccarello. So he's currently playing first line and first power play with Kaprizov and Eric's Erickson X. Sorry, uh, ownership in Yahoo is seventeen percent. Which, if you looked at his numbers from last year when Zuccarello was healthy and playing with Kaprizov, he was almost at a point per game. Yeah. So it's, uh, I just kind of find it surprising he's only 17% drafted based on that. So 
And they're saying Erickson could be having a career year play next to Kaprizov. So Zuccarello is just going to go along for the ride. Yep. I, I'm surprised they're not giving Fiala crack there, eh? Like it's... Um... I think they want to spread it out a bit more. I think that's why Fiala's on the, another line. Yep. That makes sense. And and like you said, Zuccarello, if he's been playing at a point per game, why not, uh, why not put him there, I guess? Exactly. Okay. And they've got two games this week. Looks like, hey, Bruce? Uh, I think so, yes. Uh, Carolina, both, both away games at Carolina and Florida. So, yeah, keep an eye out for Zuccarello. Um, John, who else? Who you got? Uh, for uh, my waiver pick, uh, I'd be looking at Jesse Pugliarvi. Uh Yahoo ownership was sitting around 42%. Uh, two games for this week, Vancouver, Calgary. Um, but he's probably going to be sitting on that number one line with McDavid and Hyman there. There's, uh, there's no way you can go wrong with that. Uh, he had a fantastic preseason scoring six, six points in five games, uh, four goals. So he's, he's, he's definitely a a good pickup there. There, There's no way you're going to go wrong there. And two, it actually like Dave Tippett's been messing around with that, that top six. Hey, Tyler, it looks like he's been playing, um, Dry settling David together more often than we expected through preseason. So e- even better news if you're Pooley Arvey, you're going to play with the two best players in the league right now uh, at even strength and potentially a bit on the power play too. Yeah, and he doesn't look out of place either. He he looks like more of a driver this year than last year. He looked complimentary last year. This year, this year he looks like he's actually driving plays. So yeah. What, what's your projection for Pooley Arvey? Like, do you think is he going to? I before preseason, I kind of had him like pegged at 25 goals, 50 points as like maybe his, his ceiling. But I don't know the way he's been playing. Like, could he do better? I think he could. Um, 25 is still a a really, really good year for any, for any, uh, secondary player on a team, but he could push 30. Um, a lot of that's probably going to be power play when Hyman's not there. Um, yeah. But you've seen even he scored a couple like a slap shot from above the circles, like goals that he was scoring over in Europe. He's able to do it here now. So I don't know. He could score a lot. And it was a heavy shot too. Yeah. Eh? Like did you you saw the yeah. play? Like I think that happens when you're like six foot ten, whatever he is. <laughs> a freak, absolute freak. <laughs> Yeah, just he's, the kid's chiseled out of stone and six foot five or six foot six. Tongue hanging out when he's taking the slap shot too. <laughs> <laughs> it just it just the nicest guy, hey? Did you see him get that stick to that kid the other he's day the too? He's the best. He's the best. He's the best. We love Pooley RV. He's, uh, he's FHH. He is. <laughs> we should get him a sticker. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? He'd probably actually take a picture with it and he'd send it have, to us. Like he'd he just... have the stupidest smile too. He'd be so happy, <laughs> ear to ear. It'd be yeah. so great. Yeah. Oh man. How, okay, we got to talk about the bison quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Elk Island, and I I wasn't that happy when I went there. So good for him. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually scared when I see the when like when you're walking down the trails, the bison are actually like right there they're just like walking around yeah. with you it's terrifying they're huge just, just chilling and he was like yep. super excited he was just happy to be there he was yeah what do you say he was a, a nice bison he was or a something nice bison. Or a gentle yeah. bison he's great <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Jesse never changed. We yeah. love you. Keep it up. Um, <laughs> all right, Tyler, um, do you have some waiver picks for us? Uh, I got one. Um, Victor Arvidsson um, is going to be playing on the first line with Kopitar and Dustin Brown, which is Dustin Brown part of it's probably not that exciting, but um, <laughs> he should <laughs> he should have a, a bounce back year. He had a terrible year last year. Um, sure he did. And Arvidsson can play, so uh, he's he's barely rostered. I think it was like seven percent when I had a look. So uh, he'd be a good pickup. Yeah, I, I like Victor Arvidsson a lot for this year. I think playing with Kopitar is going to do well. Um, he scored how many goals? It was 34 in 2018-2019. And I, I don't think that that team offensively is that much better than what he's going to see in LA. Yeah, and in, in a, a division that's that's on the weaker side too. So, Yeah. He was on pace for 41 points last year. Uh, his shooting percentage was 6.6%. <clears throat> which is way below his three-year average of 12.5. So he, he's due for some regression that way. Um, it, good to see, actually, his shots on goal per game was back up to three. The year previous, in 2019-2020, he was at 2.2. So some positive things there. And he actually had less power play time last year. So th- there's, like, there's lots of room for improvement based on what we saw last year. Um, his five-on-five shooting percentage is 7.9%, which, as I had mentioned earlier in the show, we or as be off air, it should be closer to 9%. So there's some room for improvement there too. Like there's, there's lots of things you look at Arvidsson and go, yeah, he should have a bounce back season. And I, everything you just said, plus the, the, the ability to play more and be in uh, more situations this year too, is going to be a big difference. So. Yeah. Yeah. I like Arvidsson for sure. Good pickup there. Um, another one I would talk about here quickly um, we already talked about Tyler Johnson. So he, he is one of my pickups this week. I think, uh, you should look at, he's got center right wing eligibility ownerships at 20%. He plays three games, Colorado, New Jersey, and Pittsburgh. Um, just that lineup placement with the Prinkett and Kane. If he sticks there, even just for the week, he's probably going to pick up a handful of points. I think he had two points in, in three games through preseason. Um, but yeah, he's, he's gonna, he's going to be someone worth taking a look at. Um, his PDO, it was at 994 last year, so there's room for positive regression there again. Five on five shooting percentage is at 7.9%. Um, his uh, his shooting percentage last season was below his three year average and career averages as well. So, looking at the numbers, underlying numbers, there's some things that are like about Tyler Johnson as well beyond lineup placement. So, I'd take a look at him. Uh, John. Uh, I wanted to bring up Kirby Doc. Um, Yahoo ownership sitting at around 35%. Uh, like you said, with Chicago, they got three games coming up this week. <clears throat> a little bit disappointing with uh, with his lineup placement, uh, I will say. Uh, with that whole Tyler Johnson situation, I thought, I thought Doc was going to be uh, the bigger man in there, but uh, it doesn't look like it at the moment. Uh, I do see him going up the pecking order there. As the uh, the season progresses, um, he should still get some power play time as well. Uh, just hopefully uh, he can work his way onto that PP one. Yeah, I, I it's, it's too bad. Like we said earlier, I think Kirby Doc that should be his his spot on the top line or the, on the second line. But they could be using him back in too, right? Like just they're they're sheltering him probably a bit. I think to start the year, he's coming off kind of a nasty 
wrist injury. Uh, he didn't get many games in last season. So maybe just give him a chance to get his feet wet. And then, like you said, they, they end up reversing roles here, even if it's halfway through the season. Yeah, so no, for sure. Uh, from what I saw from him in preseason, I, I think he looked good. So, okay. uh, so that was good to see. Good stuff. Bruce, what else you got for us? Uh, pick ahead for defense is Rasmus Anderson from Calgary uh, with uh, Giordano now moving on to Seattle. Rasmus is now basically the power play one quarterback for Calgary. Uh, in his last uh, preseason game here, he had an assist on all three of the Calgary goals. Uh, at 13% ownership, he's pretty much all but forgotten, but uh, if you need a defenseman that can put up a, probably a fair amount of points, he should be a good pickup for you. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that one too. Um, he, he was kind of in a similar situation last year, right? Like you said, but with Giordano gone, it's going to make a big difference this year. They don't really have anyone else to fall back on. Nope. May, maybe Noah Hannafin, but maybe. he hasn't generally been a power play guy, right? No, not really. He hasn't. Uh... Okay. Um, Tyler, do you have anything else for us, defensemen or goaltenders? Um, well, I actually had on my list here had Jerry McCann, and then the whole COVID thing kind of <laughs> threw that out the window. Um, also had J- still a good pick. Yeah, though. I also had Jake Allen on there too. Um, his ownership has gone up uh, ever since we drafted. Um, yep. so that's not really a any kind of a sleeper pick. Um, William Eklund, if you're in a keeper league, would be somebody to, to look at. Um, looks like he's yep. going to stick with San Jose and, um, he looks like he's ready to play too. So, and he should get lots of opportunity in San Jose. There's not a ton, not a ton to like there. Right. Yeah. So, um, that's actually got me thinking, I don't believe I have it on my list in writing here, but, um, Lucas Raymond, I want to talk about him because <laughs> He's looked really good in preseason for Detroit. Um, and then it actually, I put out a tweet earlier today. He was on the top line with um, Dylan Larkin and Tyler Bertuzzi. Um, so the, and that appears to be the first line they're going to roll with for the season opener. And uh, I, how many games do they have this week? They've got two games Well, Tampa and Vancouver. So um, I'd be really interested to see how a guy like Lucas Raymond could do. I think he's only like 7% owned in Yahoo. Uh, he, he might be one of those. And actually, I think in terms of betting odds, he was somewhere around fifth or sixth. I think he was plus 1,200 or plus 1,500 for Calder Trophy odds. Um, so, you know, the, the betting community has some faith in him. Blashill loves him. I think he's going to give him basically any every opportunity he can to put up points. And to play with a guy like Dylan Larkin, um, you're bound to, right? So that that's a guy I keep an eye on as well. Um. And, and to Mort Sider, right? He's another guy that's just in terms of like rookies and guys that could be a, a good Calder Trophy candidate. Um, he's going to play with Nick Letty in the second pair. He should get some time in the second power play unit. Basically, all of his teammates have had glowing reviews about him. And uh, I think his his odds for the Calder at plus 1,200. So keep an eye on Mort Sider this year. Um, should be interesting to watch. And actually, now that we're still talking about defenseman Noah Dobson Bruce do you have a take on Dobson <laughs> uh, I'm a Dobson fan so he uh pretty much the regular season last year he was the power play quarterback for for the Islanders uh he didn't uh kind of sit on the shelf and during playoff run but giving him another chance to run the power play again this year so uh, be another person where some possible 
know if he's going to score a ton of points in the island there, but uh, he's going to have, he's basically going to be on power play one with Letty being gone and Pulak not really doing too much either on the power play. So they're going to give the kid a chance. So, yeah, I, I picked him up in one league just because I needed a sixth defenseman. And I, and I think as a sixth defenseman on the Islanders and, and giving it, giving a chance to be the power play one quarterback, probably worth a shot. He's only 16% owned. So um, I, I'm going to take a chance on him. I mean, will it pan out for sure? Who knows? But I, I think it's worth the risk anyway. For sure. So if you need some defenseman depth in your lineup for next week, take a look at him. He's got two games, uh, Carolina and Florida. Uh, we'd mentioned Trevor Zegers earlier. He's got center left wing eligibility. His ownership's at 50%, so he just kind of squeaks into our list here. But he's got top line placement with uh, Max Comtois and Ricard Raquel. The, that power play in Anaheim is absolutely horrendous. But Zegers had a really good preseason. Nowhere to go but up. Yep. Lots of potential, right? Absolutely. Um, this one, okay. You guys probably think I'm nuts, but I've got Braden Holpe here as uh You're nuts. As as, 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 <laughs> <laughs> as a as a goaltending as a goaltender waiver wire pickup. He's only fourteen percent owned. He's got three games this week, or the, or Dallas has three games this week, New York, Boston, and Ottawa. Um he actually had the best preseason of all the goaltenders in Dallas. He had a, what was it, 937, 938 save percentage and a 1.71 goals against average. Jake Ottinger and Anton Kudobin both were at around 905, 908, somewhere in that range. Um, I, the coach in Dallas had lots of good things to say. I would hope he loved how he played the puck. Uh, said he was calm, said he looked confident. I know they always have to say good things about their players in press conference, conferences, but I, it's just like, well... <laughs> He actually did look really good in preseason, so I, I'm I'm kind of curious. Like they brought him in as a free agent for a reason, right? Um, do you guys yeah. think there's any chance he plays more than a tandem or even a tandem this season? Uh, based on their, uh, just took a quick look at Dallas's lineup for gate for game one. They kept all three goalies. They kept Tobin, they kept Holby and Ottinger up at the big club. So it's going to be a three headed disaster there. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I don't know because I had had it open as one of my waiver wire picks, but now that Ottinger's there, all bets are off. Yeah, actually, you know, Bruce, and I was looking at it too and going, well, if if you were really in in dire straits in terms of goaltending, like you could maybe just try and pick up that tandem of Kudobin and Holpe, and then at least you've got two starters from Dallas, right? But now if Ottinger's there, I actually didn't know that. So that's uh, that makes that whole pick probably. Not yeah. not rec- recommended, but the hilarious thing right now, if you look at the Yahoo rostered right now, Ottinger is highest at thirty six percent. Ben Bishop, who's on long term injured reserve, is at twenty nine percent, and then it opens at twenty five, and Hope he's at fifteen. So tells you what people think about Dallas's goaltending. I, <laughs> I think people just aren't really aware of of the Bishop situation and he just kind of got some name value there and that's why he's drafted so high and and Ottinger makes sense because people are betting on him being the starter by halfway through the season but okay well, there, is a, there is a couple of people that think that Anton, Anton Hadobin will be an oiler by the end of the season so yeah we talked about that and Tyler goes yeah the, the Oilers are in on every goaltender <laughs> yeah 
I think I think Miko. <laughs> since we're talking about that, I think Miko has a has a bounce back year, and maybe it's just because of that press conference that he had where he looked like he was going to cry and. <laughs> It's just and Jim Matheson told him nobody wanted. Yeah, him and then he told everybody he was lonely, and then I felt bad for him. And maybe he can. Well, his maybe, preseason numbers were good. They were actually they were really good. They're really good. Um, there was a couple games where the Oilers just played like shit in front of them and left people open everywhere. And yep. you could tell how frustrated he was by that, but he stopped everything else. So I don't know. So he's prepping uh, for the regular it, season. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> typical, typical Oilers. I, I'll throw out some numbers here for Koskinen, actually. So he um, he had a 9.33 save percentage and a 2.12 goals against average, uh, 0.52 goals saved above average. High danger save percentage is 8.33. That was in four games played. So really, really solid preseason there for Miko Koskinen. Um Again, we don't get too excited about it, but that's that's a good, that's a positive sign for him going into the regular season. Mike Smith only played two games, but he had a 965 save percentage, um, 1.33 goals against average, and a 2.13 goal saved above average. And his high danger save percentage was 923. So Mike Smith, old man Mike Smith, was downright ridiculous in two preseason games. Um I don't know. Everyone keeps saying he's not going to do what he did last year and odds are he won't, but I mean, based on where you could get Mike Smith in your drafts, um, I'd say it was probably worth the gamble. Yeah. Yeah, was he ranked cost, pretty high in our bounces back in our league? Yeah. I think he was ranked like up there, like second or third round or something. I don't know. I think somebody auto drafted might've taken him, but um, yeah, I just don't think he's going to do, what he did last year was everything was perfect. Short season, old guy, less travel. I just don't think that he can do it again. And you, we need Edmonton needs Koskinen to, to bounce back like that. And I think he could too, because yeah. the year before he actually had decent numbers. Um, yep. Last year they were awful, but should be somewhere to bounce back there. Well, I, I'm not totally sure, but I, I think the number between the two of them, um, last season was like a nine oh eight save percentage or nine like they they were actually basically league average right like league average is somewhere around nine oh eight or nine oh five somewhere in there right and I think they were a bit better than that they're something like sixteenth right so um, the goaltending I think was fine it was serviceable right it's just the question has been has the defense gotten any better in Edmonton yeah <laughs> <laughs> and. Yeah. Uh, CC is going to be an adventure. Bit. CC sucks so much. It's he's going to be the new guy. <laughs> like when when um uh, what's his name signed that that four year four million contract. Everybody everybody was mad about it, and everybody just talked about him. And now CC's that new guy. Now that Russell's on uh, his one point two five contract or whatever he is for one year, and CC just looks lost. He just looks like he's all over the place. And then you put him with Keith. Oh, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying. So hopefully Nurse and Barry and Bouchard play a ton. Yeah. And I, I think they'll generally be able to outscore their problems, but they're going to have to. Yeah. Uh, by mid, I'm just by mid by mid season. 
Keith and Cece will be the third pair doing like nine minutes and Cuckoo and Bouchard will be the second pair playing 20 minutes a game. Yep. Yeah, I could see it. Well, Tyler, you took Bouchard in, in our one draft. Uh, I can't remember you took him, but... It was late. It was like, I think like the 18th round or something. It was late. It was late. Because I... Um, the D kept on going right before I was going to pick. And I just had to pick somebody. So I picked him, hoping that he would slide up into the top four, which I think he's going to. Because yeah. he's had a really yeah. good preseason. He will. Yeah. Oh, he's looked great. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, I just had to, I had to slide him in there because I have him and Drysdale as my last two defensemen. And that's, that's pretty bad in a, in a 10, in a 10 person league. That's pretty bad. It's not great. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but you know what? It could pay off. I mean, especially Bouchard. I I think how many goals does that guy have to score before they just give him a regular shift on the, on the top? two pairs like i just don't i think he's gonna be one of those demons that score like 15 or 20 just because he gets everything through yeah and there's not a lot of that that's a skill that not a lot of people talk about but he's able to yeah. do it yeah and and we, like makes it look easy yeah yeah like it um just going back to smith here quickly in espn he was drafted 47th overall and actually taylor took him yeah he did too um yeah yeah 40, 47th overall uh, he's 94.6% rostered in ESPN. If I switch over to Yahoo, um, his ADP was 132 and he was, and he's 81% rostered. So ESPN is a bit higher on him than Yahoo is. Um, 132, that's kind of more in the range I was hoping I could snag Mike Smith at, like pre-draft sort of thing, but it just didn't obviously occur. So, um, there it is for what it's worth. Okay. Um, I think we've gone through all of our picks here. Just making sure we didn't miss anything. Um, John, you've got Bowen Byram here as a... I do actually have Bowen Byram in there. Okay. Well, so um, we're, we're talking about D. Let's talk about D a little bit. Yes. Um, I really liked what I saw from him in preseason. Um, <laughs> there is a lot of competition in that Colorado defense lineup. I will say that, uh, but he's really uh, set himself apart. Um, three points uh, in the four games. Uh, he was a plus one last year. He was a, a minus four, I think, in four games with no points. So this year he's definitely uh, definitely warmed up to the NHL level, and um, I see that continuing. And I'm excited for him. He's a uh, He's a fantastic player. So the only problem there with Colorado is that there is just so much defensive depth. Um, but I think he'll get his shot there. Yeah, he's a blue chip prospect, and he he is playing on that second pairing with um, who's he lined up with? Is that uh, Johnson? I, yeah, I want to say it was Eric Johnson too. But uh, let's just take a quick look here. I'm going to daily faceoff. You can put crickets yeah. in here too. I could, yeah. <laughs> I'll probably just edit those crickets or the, the silence out. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh, yeah, Bowen Bo Byron's lined up with Eric Johnson in the second pairing. And yeah. 
looks like he's getting some second power play time too with uh, Sammy Gerard as his D partner mm-hmm. there. But yeah, yeah, like with with Gerard McCarr, Eric Johnson. Now they got Ryan Murray and like Ryan Murray and Jack Johnson is their third pairing in Colorado. Wow, that's <laughs> that's pretty serviceable, I'd say. Yeah, no that's kidding. better than Cece and Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, Oilers fans can just never. <laughs> nope. Oh, man. Okay. Um, did I miss anything else here, guys? That we should we should talk about. In terms of, um, I also had uh, I had Casperi Kapanen in there as well. Just with all the uh, the injuries going on in, in Pittsburgh, he's going to get the opportunities, and it's looking like. Uh, Line line one with uh, Rodriguez and, and Zucker. So, uh, yeah, um, he's looked really good as well in in preseason. I think his ownership's sitting pretty low at that 19, 20%. So, yeah. um, exciting things going on there. Yeah, and actually a couple weeks ago, Mike Sullivan, he was quoted as saying he's got elite level talent, Casper Kapanen. Yeah. And, he's, and he said, I'm going to do everything I can to to make sure he gets there. So the coach likes him. He's going to give him lots of opportunity. Yeah, that's that's a good waiver I pick up, John, for sure. Um, one more I had here actually is Cam Atkinson. He's only 49% owned. Uh, he's going to line up on line two with Derek Broussard and Joel Farabee. Joel Farabee actually is another one. I, I don't know what his ownership percentage is at, but those two on that line I think should do really well. Uh, we had Mike Lachlan on from Left Wing Lock. Like I said, last week he talked about um, Cam Atkinson as a, a bounce bounce back candidate. Chris Wassel, who we had again on a few weeks ago, was high on him as well, thinking that uh, he could reach 30 goals this season. It, looking at his numbers too, his shooting percentage was 9.5% versus 113 on his career and uh, and on his three-year average. He shot 2.8 shots and goal last season versus 3.3 as his three-year average. Um, his PDO was 967 and his five-on-five shooting percentage was 7%. So, Lots of indicators to suggest that his his numbers are going to regress next season. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, playing in Philadelphia with some some elite level talent, I think he'll he'll bounce back in a, in a good way. So keep an eye out for him. He's only got one one game this week versus Vancouver, so it might not be the right week to, to nag him or to snag him. But uh, someone to keep an eye on, I guess. Okay, uh, with that, guys, if there's nothing else. About that time to wrap up the show. Just a couple notes really quickly. We want to mention we have a contest, a giveaway coming up. Um, I'm not going to mention much more than that. We're still working out the details here. Uh, keep keep an eye out. We're going to put a post out there. If you're not following us on Twitter or on Instagram, give us a follow on Twitter. It's at FHHacks. On Instagram, it's at Fantasy Hockey Hacks. We will put something out probably later this week. We'll talk about some of the contest rules and the giveaways and stuff like that. Um, but it's a good one. Um, we'll, we'll mention our sponsor later uh, in the week as well. If you guys have any questions or comments about the show, please send us an email, fantasyhockeyhacks at gmail.com. Uh, keep it on the website, fantasyhockeyhacks.com for more information on waiver wire pickups and fantasy hockey news throughout the season. Um, one other thing I haven't brought up in, in probably the entire time we've been doing this we do appreciate reviews. We've had a, p- a few people leave reviews. Um, if you enjoy what we're doing here on the show, if you enjoy the information, please leave a review at uh, Apple Podcasts. It helps us with our rankings and to, to get our podcast out there. So uh, we'd really appreciate that if you take some time and, and leave a review or a comment. 
Uh, anything else, guys, you want to mention before we sign off? Insert crickets now. <laughs> you have that cricket button worn out by the end of this. I'm I'm gonna break the pitch. Yeah. Um. <laughs> All right, boys. It was a lot of fun as always. Thank you, and we'll be back next week with another one. Can I? Have a good one, everyone. All right. Take care.